That beautiful city looked so different now. Houses that once held family rooms for families were leveled. The playgrounds were empty. No more merchants. No more marriages. And that sounds a little like 2020, but it was Jerusalem around 586 B.C. When the Babylonians marched in, killed many, and captured the rest, they destroyed Jerusalem. They reduced Solomon's beautiful, breathtaking temple to just a pile of rocks. Jerusalem looked like a war zone because it was. And the Babylonians marched the Jews on a 500-mile, four-month march all the way to Babylon. But years later, another king came to the throne, King Cyrus. God moved on Cyrus, and Cyrus moved to send the Jews home to Jerusalem. He even gave them a letter for protection and cash for provision. So they started out on their 500-mile, four-month trip all the way back to Jerusalem. When they saw their city, they were devastated. It was still devastated. It was nothing like they remember in its glory days. The grandkids who never saw it never saw it like their grandparents described it. All they saw was a pile of rocks. It really wasn't much of a home, but it was their home. After over 50 years of captivity, they were finally home. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. This is LJ Harry. I'm your host, and you are listening to Clear the Stones on Simplify. A couple of years ago, I was preaching for my friend Kyle in Holly Springs, Mississippi. And after service, he drove me to the new building they were remodeling, and it was beautiful, but it was far from finished. Every room was a project. It needed flooring and drywall and outlets and lights and fixtures and furniture, and that was just the sanctuary part. He walked me through the academy, and every room was partially finished, and the gymnasium. I was overwhelmed, and it's not even my project. Where do you start? Everywhere needs work. That must be how they felt in Jerusalem. Debris, rocks, rubble everywhere. Weeds overgrew what was left of the houses. They had to shoo away wildlife just to make it safe again. But God promised he would draw people to Jerusalem. But people had work to do. They needed to rebuild it. So they did. Nehemiah rebuilt the wall. Zerubbabel rebuilt the temple. Extra credit for anybody who can spell Zerubbabel right on the first try. Families rebuilt their homes and their shops. And Isaiah writes this curious little phrase that still has me shaking my head in Isaiah 62. He said, we will not rest and we will not give the Lord rest until he does what he has promised to do. I understand us not resting until God does what he promised to do, but Isaiah wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that it is possible to pray so faithfully and so fervently that we give the Lord no rest until he has answered our prayer. Now, we're not praying to be rich or popular or famous or just to have a bigger church to have a bigger church. We are praying for God's will in our lives. We're praying for God to help us glorify Him and make disciples for Him. We're praying for God to work miracles, but not for our glory, for His. And Isaiah said, don't give the Lord rest. Have you ever called somebody and it rang six or seven times and went to voicemail? And then you called back and it rang six or seven times and went to voicemail. And you called back and it rang once and went to voicemail. You know what that means, don't you? That means they clicked ignore or set their phone to do not disturb because they're too busy to talk to you, but never God. God invites us to call on him time and time and time and time again. He will never weary of hearing our prayers because every time we pray, he hears. And we believe that with our head, but not always with our heart. If we did, we would pray and not stop praying. 
So pray. And don't stop praying. And even if the Lord wanted to rest his eyes and his ears from seeing or hearing us, don't let him. Don't stop praying. For the work of God is not all on God. He told his people to do a few things, go through the gates and prepare the highway for my people to return. And here's the phrase that won't let go of my heart. God told his people to clear the stones. Babylon didn't hire a cleanup crew to clean up the mess they left. They left the highway littered with debris and stones, but God called on his people to clear the stones for all the people who were on their way home to Jerusalem. If anything would block their way, would get in their way, would cause them to stumble on their way, would discourage them from coming that way, God called for everyone who lived in the city to go out of the city, go through the gates, get in the highway, and clear the stones so nothing would stand between them and safety. Clear the stones so no one has to stumble on their way home. Some on their way home to Jerusalem used to live in Jerusalem, but they sinned, which was why they were sent to Babylon, and they kept stumbling over the shame of their sin. There's no way their holy God would ever let them back in his holy city after all their unholy sin. But God told his people in Jerusalem, you clear the stones for them. Some people kept stumbling over a fence. Not like a picket fence, they were stumbling over being offended. Somebody said or did something to them there in Jerusalem and they got hurt. They got hurt in church. Church hurt is some of the deepest hurt. It is possible to be hurt in church. It's also possible to be healed in church. Jesus said, if somebody has been offended by you, you need to go to them and do what you can to make it right. You may not realize what you're doing. You may not see yourself doing it, but what you're doing is picking up a stone out of the highway so they don't stumble on the stone of offense as they make their way back home. Some have gotten in the habit of not coming to worship with their church family because they haven't done so in over a year because of the pandemic. And I tell you, I won't shame you. And I certainly hope wherever you make your church home, they won't shame you either. Not going to guilt you because you've been somewhere else or been nowhere else. Rather, when you come back, we're going to go ahead and clear that stone and let you know we're so glad you're back. We'll meet you at the door with open arms, not arms crossed. We won't grill you about where you've been or tell you it's about time you come back. We're just going to say it's great to see you again. Would you like to sit with us? We're going to clear the stone. When you want to come home, we're not going to judge you or make fun of you. We love you. We miss you. We want to worship with you. We want to fellowship with you. And so I can tell you, I've been clearing some stones myself. And I hope those who are listening will clear some stones as well. You can come home. Some people feel like they're not welcomed in church because they don't have much to offer God. Well, we clear that stone by just letting them know the gospel is not at all about what we have to offer God. It is all about what he has to offer us. I pray we all can see what Isaiah saw. We can see what God saw. Isaiah, God together, they saw people coming home. And when they got there, they saw people who did not stop praying and a God who did not stop listening. And they saw a church busy clearing stones so they would neither stumble nor fall as they made their way back home. Our call from God today is clear the stones. Would you pray with me right now while I was sharing this podcast? No doubt somebody was thinking about somebody who was on their way home or would come home if they just knew it was safe to come back to God. I want you to pray with me that God would help us to clear whatever stones we need to clear so people could come back to him and find him to be faithful just as he is.
Lord, I love you and I thank you for your mercy and grace toward us that has kept us and watched over us and given us every opportunity to know you, to walk with you. For those who have never been a part of your church family or who have at one time but are not today, God, I pray, help us to do everything we can to clear the stones so they can make their way back home without stumbling, without falling, without being ashamed. I pray, God, you'd please reach out today to those who are on their way home and use us to minister to them and help them to make their way home. And so when they come home, they find you waiting and they find us waiting to welcome them with open arms. I pray, Jesus, bring people back to you and bring people to you. I pray this and I thank you and we will give you no rest until you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Simplify listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Simplify. I hope it's been an encouragement to you, a blessing to you. If you do know somebody who needs to hear this, whether there's somebody who has been making their way or wanting to come toward God, please share this episode with them. Or somebody you know who is a part of a church family who could affect change in that local church family to help clear stones so people could make their way back to God. Please share it with them. If you've not already done so, make sure to click subscribe. You'll know every time a new episode drops and you can share it with others. And if you would like to get a copy of a couple of books, you can get a copy of the book Simplify, which launched this devotion. And you could also get a copy of 10 Words, the Practical Look at the Ten Commandments. That's my newest book. And it is available, both of them, at PentecostalPublishing.com or available for Kindle right from Amazon. I do plan on being at Paragraph's Bookstore on Saturday, October the 9th from 10 a.m. to noon to sign copies of the book, 10 Words. And if you want a copy of Simplify, I'll have a few copies of that there too. But then also, I'll be signing copies after our Sunday service on October the 10th at Apostolic Church here in Mount Vernon. So if you live in the Mount Vernon, Knox County area, you can get a copy of 10 Words or Simplify signed, both at Paragraph's on October 9th or Apostolic Church on October the 10th. Hey, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. It is called Not About Me, because it's all about him and it's all about others. That's what it's called. That's what it's about. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you and always looking forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.